Hey there, Video Insiders, and welcome to your podcast. He's Tom Martin. And he's Carlos Pacheco. And we're two grizzled YouTube industry veterans who are here to give you our two cents on the business of YouTube so you can make more dollars. News, strategy, insight, and just a sprinkling of snark. VIP will have a new podcast every couple of weeks discussing the latest industry trends, tactics, and tips. Combined, we've managed hundreds of YouTube channels, and we'll be bringing you our years of experience to help you grow your YouTube business. So we're starting off the year with a sponsor. Our friends at TubeBuddy have graciously offered to support the Video Insiders podcast, and they have a special offer for our listeners. Yeah, and if you guys don't know what TubeBuddy is and you're listening to this podcast, then I don't understand how you've not heard of TubeBuddy because they are the world's most amazing efficiency tool when it comes to running YouTube channels, especially if you're running a network or multiple YouTube channels. The number of features is staggering, but ultimately what you need to know is that it can save you lots of time, lots of effort, and you can really run your YouTube channels like a pro. And if you have more than one channel, TubeBuddy is perfect for you. And for our listeners only, if you visit www.videoinsiders.fm slash TubeBuddy, you'll be able to purchase a license for multiple channels and get an increasing discount for the more channels that you sign up to. So thank you again to our friends at TubeBuddy. Yes, thanks TubeBuddy. What's the word this week, Carlos? I would say freezing is the word this week. Yeah, it is chilly here in London too. Yeah, we're we're going to get a crazy cold weekend. Uh, they're calling for, if those of us who measure in Celsius, it's, it's going to be like minus 15 Ew. in Celsius over here and with supposedly a lot of snow. So it's going to be an indoor type of weekend for the next little while. And how has the start of 2019 been for you over there at the uh, the agency truly? It's been crazy busy. Lots of projects in the pipeline, lots of, you know, cool things happening and it's just I'm not used to this beat anymore. <laughs> I was used to working for a production company that was like slow and steady. <laughs> In the marketing world, you have to move very quickly. Yeah, those cushy old corporate jobs, eh? <laughs> the easy days. What's keeping you busy these days? Yeah, so um, it's been a busy start to the, the year, but busy in a good way. Uh, I'm trying to streamline and automate things a bit more uh, instead of kind of running a Frankenstein operation. I've got um, VidCon London. I'm speaking at that on the industry track in a couple of weeks. So just getting my act together for that and uh, really looking forward to it. It's a shame that you won't be coming over this year. No. Maybe we can... Uh, coax you over yeah i mean now we're now we're creating a, a video-based product so we can technically expense the trip next year ah the glories of business expenses <laughs> just write that off write that off carlos write it off so what are we what are we talking about today what's the what's the meat and potatoes for today well this is technically the inaugural episode of the video insiders podcast so and it's the beginning of the year and we thought we'd sort of talk about what we saw last year, you know, what we're predicting in terms of what's going to happen in the next year in the space of online creators of video, YouTube specifically, you know, what we're seeing and what we think is going to happen in, in, the, in the next year. So we can talk about like what we saw in 2018. Anything comes to mind? Well, first of all, I've got to say I'm really happy that we made it to our second episode, but also really happy that in a year's time, people can come back and say either these two guys are complete geniuses <laughs> or they're just complete idiots and they got these predictions so, so wrong. 
Mm-hmm. So I look, I look forward to hearing that. I, I think there was a, a really great article written a number of years ago by um, someone that you may also know, well known in the industry, kind of the godfather of our kind of industry press, um, Greg Jarbo. You may know him, or you yes. almost yes, I know him very well. If not, you've almost certainly read one of his articles. And he wrote an article years ago that basically said the only thing that's certain on YouTube is change. He said that the platform has a kind of changing code and behavior of about 30% a year. Uh, and I think we saw quite a lot of a lot of changes last year and we'll continue to see changes this year. But for me, or at least in the kind of niches that I work in, I think the biggest changes were probably the changes to the YouTube partner program. You know, they've made it a lot harder to get into. And I think, especially towards the end of the year, I think they've made it a lot harder to stay in. They seem to be kicking people out left, right and center, revoking partnership status, demonetizing things wholesale. Yeah, and they, they really seem to be kind of shooting the scum off the streets in terms mm-hmm. of like the quality of, of channels and, and quality of content. Yeah, I mean, definitely 2018 felt like the year that YouTube finally was forced to grow up. For many years, it, it built its audience off of immature and you know questionable content. I'll give you a little bit of an ins- insider opinion from an advertiser standpoint. When I used to buy ads and would buy pre-rolls on websites, YouTube was the bottom of the barrel. That's where when you had like, oh, I still have $5,000 to spend on my budget. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but I need to put it on video. Oh, let's put it on YouTube. Because the premium was the websites. And I feel like that stigma has always stayed, but like creators don't know this, but that's what, that's the way advertisers look at the platform. And the reason was because there's just so much, pardon the French here, so much crap on it. I feel like the platforms now are starting to figure out that they need to clean themselves up if they really want to make you know, if they want to be seriously seen by brands, yes, there are big brands that have used it for years, but there are many others that just say, oh, it's too much crap on it. I don't want to be next to some kid doing the bird box challenge, yeah. you know, videos and killing themselves or hurting other people. YouTube has been forced to grow up over the last year. Yeah. And that's probably mainly in the wake of the ad apocalypse, inverted commas, which remind me is was really in kind of 2017 but obviously there were kind of ripple effects into 2018 and since then they've never really hidden that the platform is always number one in service of the advertiser and i think that's only gonna increase uh, i think a couple of other changes that we saw that were kind of significant was youtube red no longer youtube red now youtube premium that was always a joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoever came up with that name, yeah, I'm sure they no longer work for the company. Bigger changes, so they rolled out to places like the UK. We got that finally. We were meant to get that about three or four years ago. And also what, what really, really for me is the biggest telltale sign is that they took their originals from behind the paywall and made them available freely, which is a big statement really, I think, probably to the success of those shows behind the paywall. Really? I, I think so. You know, if they were kind of bringing people, obviously they've made a lot of investment into those shows. And I think if they were kind of making their money back behind the paywall, they'd still be behind the paywall. So for me, it reeks of, we've got these amazing shows. Well, at least Cobra Kai was, you know, (laughs) no, (laughs) sweep sweep the leg. You know, you've got these great shows that they've put millions of 
dollars into and if no one's watching them because i you know they don't release their numbers in terms of subscribers of youtube premium then they're going to need to make that investment back and the way to do that obviously on youtube is through the ad dollars yeah i agree but i also see that as almost like a oh uh people aren't signing up the premium as much as they had hoped i for one tried it it came to canada in 2018 and i just let my you know initial trial period expire because other than Cobra Kai, I didn't really think it was worth it. The price was similar to Netflix, and I got a lot more out of Netflix than I do out of YouTube. And I'm happy to just deal with the ads, right? And that's, again, my anecdotal experience. But also when they did make you know a lot of the premium content available on the public ad uh, supported, to me, I get that impression that you know it just wasn't... No, people aren't going to see it, or maybe it's it's a marketing tactic so that people do say, "Oh, there's more stuff behind a paywall that I'm not aware of." So I don't know. I'm not so sure it's a it's it was a positive reason that they made them available. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I think it was a, an attempt to to make back some more cash from their investment. Yeah, so I, I I kind of always thought this was a flawed model mainly because you've trained people for years to watch stuff for free. Um and then all of a sudden you expect people to pay for the same service and that's always going to be a tough ask. Whereas someone like Spotify can come in from day one and charge a fee and you know that's just part of that ecosystem where people are used to just watching the ads now. You know, I'm immune to ads on YouTube, hundred percent immune. I don't take notice of them. I don't, I'm not kind of forced to skip them, you know, the exact second that I can because it's just part of the viewing experience. So, you know, I wouldn't personally pay to remove the ads. Um, But one of the things that I always thought was that instead of coupling it with like the big music service, why not just offer a really low price subscription just to remove ads? Yeah. I think that would have been a smart move uh, and decouple it from the music product. Anyway, I think we're getting a little bit off track. What about some things that we saw last year from... Not YouTube. Not YouTube. Well, for me, last year felt like weird because you got these old school platforms. When when you think of an online video, some died or I feel like they're dead. You remember Daily Motion? Yeah. That was a thing once. Do you remember Snapchat? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's Snapchat as well, right? And then there's Facebook, right? Like everybody jumped onto the Facebook bandwagon in 2017. They promised the sky. They promised they would you know, share with creators, help creators make money. I hear that it's happening now. Some creators are making a decent amount of money on Facebook. I don't work on Facebook when it comes to you know video creators because I just don't see it as a platform that grows your brand. I see it as a platform that just takes more than anything. When you saw last year, you know, I have friends who have tens of millions of, of likes on Facebook and they hardly touch Facebook because they just don't feel confident on it. And I think the confidence has, I think it's just created a, a split in terms of the type of creators that do well on Facebook versus the creators that do well on YouTube as well, right? There's just a completely different type of tactic and type of content that works. Again, Facebook Watch, what is that? You know, like who who's paying attention to that? Who's really tuning into that? It, that to me, it's it, it's been a, a big black hole of no idea what's happening in there. Yeah, I don't see that being a long-term... At least not in its in, in its current guise. I, I can't see that surviving as it currently is. 
I think maybe if it was a separate app that you could, you know, almost just like a YouTube clone entirely. But, you know, that almost sounds like a prediction for next year. So why don't we move on to our predictions for next year on that bombshell? When you, you mean this year? Oh yeah, it is January, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, and if you can't if you can't tell from my voice, I am suffering from a bit of a cold, so that seems to have gone to my head as well. So my prediction for 2019 is YouTube's continued tighter rules. I mean, we're seeing now, you know, specifically the bird box stuff that's happening again. And once again, another year, another Logan Paul issue. Yeah. No points for guessing that Logan Paul and Jake Paul are going to get in trouble this year. We don't get any points. For no, that. We're, we're not, we're not getting any points for that, but I do feel like they're going to start climbing down a harder on the rules for many years. Creators got, you know, the rules have always been there. It's just that YouTube sort of like played dumb and just didn't pay attention too much. Now we're at a point where too many creators have abused the system. You know, they're, they're doing ads that they shouldn't be doing yet. They're not identifying themselves as, you know, running ads. It, it's just the same situation where whenever a platform has to grow up and has to start you know, really breaking down the abuse. I think that's going to be the main thing for 2019. It's just going to keep, you know, we're going to hear more and more people complaining, but unfortunately that's been the rules. They're just, you know, YouTube's just done a mistake of not enforcing them over the years and now they're enforcing them and, and they're going to get some flack from it. Yeah. I think especially now there's increased heat from kind of uh governmental and legislative organizations all the stuff to do with fake news you know facebook really really were under the the spotlight you know mark zuckerberg up in front of congress and this could easily easily be google this year you know they're harvesting just as much data as facebook if not more uh, they're listening to us in our devices they know what we're searching for, what we buy in. And I think that kind of pressure that they know that they could be under at any moment, you know, also organizations like FCC, is that the US advertising kind of mm-hmm. agency? They're going to have to start taking responsibility for what their users are doing. So it's okay to say, okay, these creators are promoting gambling products to kids and then saying, well, that's the creator's fault. But ultimately, will the platform be held to account? So they need to clear up the creators acts because if not, they could be held to account. So totally agree. I think we're going to see a lot more tighter rules on product placement and influencer marketing, even, you know, affiliate links. People are using affiliate links absolutely left, right and center on YouTube without mentioning their affiliate links, which contravenes so many different regulations and rules. And I really think that will be clamp down on uh, this year agreed what's yours well it is very very similar but you know that we, we both come from like the tv industry tv backgrounds working on youtube for tv companies and what a lot of people generally you know just general users and people that creators don't realize is the amount of money that tv companies are making from unofficial uploads so you know you've got a tv show you upload your files into content id let people upload unofficial versions and then watch the money literally just roll in. I've seen AdSense checks from UGC revenue that would make your eyes pop out of your skull. Just crazy. (laughs) But 
I am seeing this start to tail off. And it's, you know, they're chucking uh, UGC uploaders, people that are uploading full episodes of TV shows. They're kicking these channels out of the partner program. They're kicking these channels off of YouTube. And they're even starting, I believe, uh, just my opinion, to start to kind of deprioritize uh, user uploads in the algorithm. So, uh, you know, I've seen clients, I work with a lot of creators and clients, and I've seen their UGC views drop quite drastically uh, since the end of last year. And I've also spoken to other people that uh, have seen similar. I even had one friend recently whose channel was kicked out of the partner program for having duplicative content. So like uh, user uploads, but she was the creator and official license holder of that content. It's just that she uploaded them after the pirates got them up there. So I think they're really clamping down on this this year. And I'd be really interested to get your opinion, Carlos. I'm not sure how aware you are of the Article 13 kind of legislation that may or may not come into force uh, over here in Europe, because I think this might be related. I agree. First off, I'm seeing it left and right in terms of UGC being, you know, taken off the platform. I've heard it through other clients where, you know, I have clients in the music industry and who've told me that YouTube specifically told them to set their rules, their content claiming rules to take down as opposed to monetize. They want official channels now. They want official distribution now so that YouTube music becomes more of an official place for their songs, right? I have heard a lot about Article 13. I don't remember the details about it. All I know is that YouTube is staunchly trying to raise awareness about it. Hugely. They're running ads. You know, they're up in front of Congress. The CEO's in front of Congress. Their biggest spokespeople are, are kind of speaking out against it. They're really, you know, they're pushing creators to make content about it. So obviously they've got a, a very, very big interest in that legislation not being passed. And for those of you who have got absolutely no idea what we're talking about, I'm not much more advanced in my knowledge than you if you've got no idea. But roughly speaking, uh, and please, I'm not a lawyer, so please double check anything. But roughly, I think what Article 13 says that if you upload anything onto the internet, then you must be able to prove 100% that you are the creator and you have the right to do so. So basically, anything that you put onto the internet, you must have some means of proving that you're the legal rights holder. So for a TV company, that's easy. You know, you've got contracts licenses but if you're somebody in your bedroom making something original you probably don't have the means you know the legal means to show that you own that mm -hmm. because you're just sitting in your bedroom and so youtube are saying that if this if this gets passed then huge amounts of channels will be totally blocked within the european union and so obviously they don't want that because that blackout means ads are not getting shown which is going to cost them a lot, a lot of money. So mm -hmm. you can understand why they're pushing so hard to make sure that that doesn't get passed. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, that would cut a huge amount of traffic on, on, on YouTube. And maybe we'll try and get an actual expert that knows what they're talking about <laughs> with regards to I call thing uh, to come and talk to us uh, here on the Video Insiders podcast. And if there are any other subjects or any other experts that you'd like to like us to speak to in the industry, uh, please um, let us know. You can tweet at us at Video Insiders. You can uh, tweet me at channel underscore fuel or Carlos at Carlos Pacheco.
underscore co yeah uh, it's it's a tough twitter handle <laughs> yeah check out check it out in the show notes which you can find at www.videoinsiders.fm slash episode one so on to your next prediction for 2019 carlos uh my next prediction is something that's you know been creeping up on my feed is i'm only seeing long form content these days uh i just you know, I don't know if it's because that's only what I've subscribed to, but I haven't seen a video, you know, that's less than 10 minutes in a long time. And, you know, the, the, the quality of production is just blowing my mind these days. Shane Dawson is, you know, I just read on Twitter that he's releasing a new series in the next couple of weeks. That's going to be another level of production. It's just feels like YouTube's bridging the gap between the sort of DIY UGC of the past into more into the full production space. And more and more creators are growing up, creating better production. It's sad to see, but like the creators that have millions of subscribers but stick to the same format that made them successful five years ago are sort of being left in the dust. I'm seeing people, channels with like six, 10 million subscribers only getting hundreds of thousands of views or, you know, even less than 100,000 views. And it's like, oof, man, it's it's just because they're not, you know, they're just doing what they know what they were doing and everybody else is sort of evolving on the platform. So, yeah, and I feel like, you know, Hollywood's going to start paying more and more attention. In line of that, you know, it's also the invasion of Hollywood. 2018 saw Will Smith. End of 2018, we saw Jack Black and Jack Black's killing it. He's just going from zero to millions of subscribers and he has an awesome voice. Jack Black feels YouTube-y, whereas The Rock and Will Smith feel like Hollywood trying to be YouTube-y. <laughs> I don't know if anybody would get that, but that's to me it feels like some old school Hollywood actors are starting to get it, are starting to understand how better to use these platforms and understand the value of it. So I feel like that's going to continue in 2019. Yeah. And, you know, Hollywood is now fully on YouTube because now they're releasing full movies completely for free whereas before they used to charge for them there are still movies that you can pay for but like in the u.s you can watch rocky officially yep. completely for free legally blonde a few other titles a lot of really bad movies as well but i think this is really youtube put in you know and again like we said earlier they put their originals out there for free ad supported yeah this is really them putting their stake in the ground for you know skinny cable bundles they're coming for the tv market they have aggressively marketed youtube tv we don't have it over here in the uk yet but i have seen like previews of it it's an incredible product so cheap the ui is incredible you know they're sponsoring soccer teams in the us they're really you know they're super bowl ads they're really really pushing for tv the TV screen is their largest, sorry, their fastest growing device that people watch YouTube on. And I'm seeing more and more TV companies, movie companies uploading their back catalog and making them available pretty much free, ad supported and doing really, really, really well because people around the world don't want to pay for content and YouTube is just the easiest platform to use. You know, if people want to find something, they're going to find it by whatever means. But YouTube is really easy to use. Yeah. If you want to watch something, you know, by kind of black hat, gray hat means, then you kind of have to jump through a few hoops. If you want to watch something on YouTube, 
is two seconds away. Yeah. So I think we're going to see more and more traditional media companies making their stuff available for free on YouTube. So yeah, absolutely. More long form and more kind of mainstream media. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the millennials, or <laughs> I don't want to just say the millennials, but you know, there's a generation of children now that have been grown with YouTube right? They're going to their twenties, they're getting older and they're, where do they want to still watch content? They learn to grow, to watch content on YouTube. So the production companies and, and the creators have to evolve with them and have to create the content that them as older audiences need. They want immediacy. They don't want 20 different gates to jump through, to be able to watch their content. That's basically where Hollywood's going to go. Could not agree more. All right. Your last one. Right. So I don't know if you remember Carlos, but a few years ago, I think it was a few years ago now, YouTube actually acquired a relatively small company by the name of Famebit. And Famebit is basically a self-service brand deal brokerage. So a brand, let's say it was, I don't know, Dr. Pepper, they place a brief saying we want to do some branded content around this subject and we're looking for this kind of channel. Then channels would kind of bid for that brand deal. YouTube acquired it. And it's kind of gone really, really quiet. Mm -hmm. But I think last year, Facebook um, launched their kind of equivalent tool. And I think this year we could see this really come into play because there's one thing that YouTube don't like, and that's losing money off platform. You know, they're seeing people doing brand deals off of the platform and they're not getting a cut of that money. You know, if I, if I do a brand deal on my channel with Dr. Pepper uh, in, through my agent, YouTube are not seeing a penny of that. But if they can be the agent, they can be the middleman, they're going to make money no matter what you do or who you're doing the brand deal with. You know, I really think that this could be the year that they start to leverage that tool. And I don't think that will be the only tool because, you know, they're seeing people having great success with Patreon. And I know they've got like the subscription. Yeah, the channel level subscription. Yeah. The functionality, but I think that's a bit primitive and they probably need to look at that again. But I just think anywhere where people are making money, YouTube are going to want to get a slice of that. So recently, at the end of last year, we saw the Teespring integration where mm -hmm. you can now have a merch shelf on the channel. You can buy a T-shirt, any kind of merchandise on platform. Uh, no doubt YouTube's getting a cut of all of that. So I just think whether it's Famebit or any other kind of revenue generating things that have got to do with creators that's not AdSense, I think we're going to see YouTube really ramp that up this year. Yeah, it's quite funny because uh, I distinctly remember talking to my YouTube rep a couple of years ago and saying like, hey, like I'm seeing all these like fame bits and other stuff jumping around. And it's like, seems like the, the kind of thing that YouTube would launch itself. And she says, oh, well, that's, you know, not scalable or we can't do that. At the end of the day, I think, you know, I think you're right. I think for me, I think that FameBit might become part of Google ads. I think that they might just start implementing, you know, connecting the functionality of FameBit into Google ads, because that's where 99% of Google's revenue comes from, is from people managing their campaigns on Google ads and having that integration or some sort of connection between those two is the only way that anybody's going to really know how to use it or the people that are sort of familiar with Google are going to use it. There are literally a dime a dozen of companies that do exactly the same thing that Famebit does. And right now, Famebit just doesn't feel like it's different from anybody else. It's just the only thing that I could think about that would make it interesting from a, a big brand perspective is like you have the, your media planner who's like, 
planning their campaign and running their campaigns on on Google Ads, which used to be called AdWords. You know, they can plug in their YouTube videos, their search marketing, their banner ads, and then say, oh, okay, well, I want influencers to jump into this. They create whatever whatever brief within that ecosystem. And I'm actually quite surprised that they haven't done that yet. Well, who knows this time next year, yeah. this may have come true. And we want you to hold Carlos accountable. So please, <laughs> this time next year, put it in your calendar. Please tweet us whether or not we've got these right. So before we go, this is a surprise, Carlos. You didn't even know this is coming. Oh, I'm going to give you a, some quick fire questions for what could potentially happen next year. And I just want you to give me a quick answer. All right. So will IGTV still exist this time next year? Nope. Everything will become stories. Will people be using YouTube stories at all this time next year? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, will Snapchat still exist as we know it and not be bought out by anyone? No, it's it's never. It's not going to survive. Someone is going to absorb it. It's it's just it's just this week you hear bad news about it, so somebody's going to buy it. And who is more likely even though neither are likely, who is more likely to topple YouTube as the kind of video destination this year, Facebook or Amazon? Oh, man. Um, uh, you know what? You know, Even though I hate to say it, the only one that really can compete in terms of eyeballs and reach is Facebook. But they just need to fix it, fix the way the, way the system works. Uh, because Amazon is still a paid service. It's not a free service. So YouTube is free. Facebook is free. Well, free. You know, we, we all know it's free, but you still pay for something. Yeah, you are the product. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. This was our second episode of the Video Insiders podcast. If you stuck around until this moment, uh, thank you very much for listening. We're hoping to bring a new episode to you every few weeks. So yes, please subscribe in whatever podcatcher you are listening to. Make sure you leave us a review so other people can also find us. Please also let us know what you thought about the show. Tweet us. Um, and let us know what you want to hear about next, what you hear, want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, and who you would like us to be interviewing and grilling on this very show. A big thank you to the team at TubeBuddy for supporting us. And remember, you can always sign up to TubeBuddy at videoinsiders.fm slash TubeBuddy. That's it for today. All of the interesting links that we've mentioned, including our sponsors, TubeBuddy, can be found at videoinsiders.fm forward slash episode two. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. He's been Carlos. He's been Tom. And we are the Video Insiders. Have a good one. <laughs>